Hey guys, Raw Motivations here. Wanted to jump on and do a different type of podcast than what you guys are normally used to hearing. A lot of times I've done uh, either the Inspire Motivate podcast, which I did about 30 of those and kind of wrapped that up a little bit and haven't gone back yet. And then also just have the podcast that's a lot of my YouTube videos that are converted into podcasts. And just want to say thanks so much for listening to those. But I wanted to jump on here with uh, someone new that I've never done kind of like a dual podcast on my on my channel. Uh, but wanted to jump on here uh, with a good lifelong friend of mine uh, named Jessica. So and really just kind of talk through some different things of what's been going on in our lives and how that looks from an empath side and from the narcissist side. So obviously I'm the narcissist and as you've already noticed through different videos, through things that we've talked through or you've listened on the podcast, um, I've been working on myself, been working on my healing, my journey, and that has a lot of ups and downs. It has a lot of crazy moments. It has a lot of good, th- good times and bad times in dealing with mental health and trying to figure out how can I grow myself? How can I continue to become better than what I was the day before? So anyways, um, I wanted to go ahead and just have Jessica introduce herself and kind of give a little bit of her story and kind of go from there. We're kind of winging it as we go. We know a little bit of what we want to talk about and hope to do this a couple times, but just wanted to throw it out there. So Jess, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Jessica, and obviously I am the empath. Um, You want to kind of give like a little bit of background as far as like maybe, you know, some of the stuff that you've been through? um, Yeah, so I was actually married to a narcissist um, with a sex addiction and who was extremely physically, sexually, emotionally, mentally abusive. Um, It definitely kind of shaped, I mean, it obviously shaped the way I am now, totally and completely changed me and um, made me do a little more self-reflecting. And I definitely see the world differently now. I'm obviously more aware of narcissists and um, not even narcissists, but just other people's energies. And even though Ben and I have been friends, what, maybe 14 years, I actually never really saw the whole narcissism thing in you. I mean, I just saw you as like my friend. So it was interesting, like later on after going through all my stuff and like time going on, like just realizing, oh, yeah, I think he has a little bit of a narcissism. Yeah, (laughs) a little bit of that narcissism in there. Um, But the way I looked at you, it wasn't necessarily negative. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and we've kind of always been like open and honest with each other. Um, And maybe because of that openness and honesty, um, you know, it had my guard down quite a bit. Right. No, absolutely. I mean, it's been uh, many years for sure that we've been, you know, friends and things like that. And we've talked and, you know, kind of there's been a lot of ups and downs in both our lives, you know, and um, I guess I guess the the hard part about it is admitting that the ups and downs in my life I caused and the ups and downs in your life you had done to you, you know, and it really messes with a lot of different things. And it's it doesn't make sense for, you know, both of us to even be on the same podcast at the same time, um, just yeah. because of everything that I've done. But, but a lot of the, a lot of the narcissistic traits and the things that I've done were all directed towards 
you know, one person to my wife, to how I interacted with her, to how I, you know, gaslit or lied or like cheated on her kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was something that, you know, you experienced on the flip side, you know, in the relationship that you were in. Yeah. And um, it's funny because like I, and I can totally see your point of view. I can see your wife's point of view. So it was really, really interesting, like seeing everything happen. I mean, you saw my marriage just crumble. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't fully open and honest because there's so much shame behind it. Um, So then seeing what you were going through, you know, at first it was just little things. I'm like, oh, like they're just a married couple struggling, you know, and then it just kept unfolding. And I'm like, okay, like you got to do this, you got to do that, you know, but also at the same time, you know, it's a relationship, like it takes two people. Um, and also, um, you know, you just got to have that, that openness and that honesty as much as it hurts. Right. Yeah, so it was kind of cool that I could see, you know, what you were going through. Like, it was, like, exactly what I was going through. Yeah, it was surreal, honestly. Like, the opposite end. Right. I guess, like, talk through a little bit, kind of, like, from your perspective, um, the, the shame of, you know, you go through, like, an abusive relationship. And I think there's a lot of people out there that don't want to admit you know, that that's what they're going through. They don't want to be like honest with themselves of like, Hey, this is happening. Like kind of talk a little bit about that from your perspective. Um, So definitely growing up in a religious background, there's so much shame behind just any kind of abuse. Um, You know, you're supposed to forgive that person and that's your spouse. Like you're supposed to be submissive. So it's like, what am I doing wrong? You know, Um, am I not being the wife that is lifting up her husband, helping them through their spiritual journey? Um, and then on the flip side, you know, I was a 911 emergency dispatcher, you know, I'm dispatching for fire, police, and EMS. You know, I get those 911 calls that these women or yeah, believe it or not, men too, being abused by their significant others. And I'm sitting here taking these phone calls while, you know, I'm hiding my bruises from my coworkers. Um, that shame of just sitting there and taking those phone calls, like I felt like a total and complete hypocrite. It, 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 it's hard to honestly describe because it's so ingrained in your mind that, um, you know, women were supposed to be so submissive and, you know, we're supposed to be grateful that these men want to marry us you know <laughs> I, I don't know I I I don't know if it's society or well I guess we're kind of finding out now you know the whole misogyny and you know those words weren't really what we grew up you know knowing and um yeah like we're supposed to be these submissive gentle meek and I mean you knew me in college I was I had some pretty thick and tough skin um right And it was like this one person just kind of came in and like made me this really honestly got through my barriers and made me this really like docile, emotional, not saying I wasn't emotional or gentle, but it 
really made me think that I was so weak and undeserving of anything. Mm. Um, made me feel like I was nothing. Right. And I have nothing in this world but this person. <laughs> and my family, my my family are the most supportive and loving people. And he made me feel like they're nothing. They'll, mm. yeah. So it it's just a lot of that confusion because they do break down all those barriers. They eat away at your um, your strengths, at your even your weaknesses. So you're like a hollow shell of yourself. You're literally walking around like like a zombie almost. You don't have your own thoughts. You don't have your own feelings. Um, yeah, I think that's so true with like narcissistic relationships, just toxic relationships in general. They tend to you know, be overbearing. They tend to take over everything, you know, when talking yeah. to different people, like sometimes I'm interacting with people and they're like saying like how like the narcissist took up like all their time or they took all their money or they took up, you know, just all like the free space of anything, you know? So there is like a huge aspect of that isolation that gets put on a lot yeah. of people. And I feel like there's not enough people out there that hear from people who've been isolated or that hear from like actual isolation of it happening and a lot of people just live in isolation not realizing that they're there you know not realizing that they've limited their their mindset and and their view on life has been limited by another person who's you know controlled them who's you know manipulated and gaslight controlled them to a place that they only come back to that same person like it alienates them you know from their friends I mean I know with your relationship you know we haven't gone into it or anything but like I know with your relationship like you lost like a lot of friends you alienated a lot of people like you know stuff with your family was all kind of dicey for a good while with his family mm -hmm. especially like all the craziness you know and yeah. you know there's a huge aspect of like trying to break down all those ties all those friendships and have it where you're solely dependent just on that one person and it's so embarrassing because like how do you tell people like, I was so embarrassed to even tell my friends that I've been friends with since we were, like, eight or nine years old. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we tell each other everything. And it wasn't until maybe a month or two ago that my therapist is like, um, you haven't told anybody, really? And even my parents didn't know the whole extent, you know. Right. Um, so I've been slowly telling people, like, trying to find, like, a natural way. But, yeah, I mean... It was just hard losing all those people. Um, and, you know, part of you, it wants to go, well, you know, those people weren't really friends. You know, they were just kind of passing through or they weren't really invested in our relationship, um, mm -hmm. you know, like our friendship. And, right. you know, then that kind of opened my eyes. Well, I wasn't being a good friend. Like I wasn't being like honest and know. telling them like what was going on but at the same right. time I didn't know because mm -hmm. my my therapist and my doctors wanted me medicated immediately I wasn't suicidal I'm so blessed like I've never been that way but because what I was going through and being born with a heart condition it was important that I was on medication mm -hmm. um I wasn't really a zombie but I got really lucky I found medication where i felt like life was great 
And right. since going off it, um, you know, it's really opened my eyes to the core issues, you know, dealing with myself, my inner thoughts and feelings and dealing with my friendships because I just kind of glossed over them like nothing was wrong or yeah, they don't want to be friends with me anymore. Okay, whatever. Yeah. As you've gone back and you've told like your parents or, you know, different friends and stuff like that, like how's the response been? Um, so most of them knew that um, my husband would hit me. Um, the latest incident was on my birthday. He hit me with a shaved aluminum baseball bat. I got out of the car and he took it as hard as he could to the back of my knees. Um, so telling them that story kind of freaked them out, but hearing about the sexual abuse, which even trying to tell my coworkers, you know, um, filing a formal police report, they kind of leaned over and told me you're married. Like that's really hard to prove. So telling my parents who are extremely religious and don't, I don't really think that that's really a thing in a marriage. It's really hard and it almost feels invalidating, I guess. Right. Yeah. So I guess after telling my parents, I um, I honestly stopped talking about the sexual abuse because I feel like people aren't really ready for that, mm-hmm. which is sad. It, it, it really is sad because it does happen. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Like, I think uh a good a good call out that i will to to kind of direct people in one sense is on tiktok there's a creator on there um nat and her um username is called mending me and that has a lot of really good information and really she uh not necessarily coined the word but definitely kind of made the word more popular of like marital coercion and you know there's something that a lot of people don't think of and doesn't really come top of mind of anything like it's normally you know, explained away or like justified or like, oh, well, that's just how life is. And um, she has a pretty good platform of trying to you know, just bring awareness to it and explain like kind of what happens with that. Yeah. Um, like, and he made sure it was never a pleasurable experience for me. So it was almost like, oh, sex is just painful. And then I learned afterwards, like, mm, <laughs> no, it's not. There's nothing wrong with me so just to kind of let people know like you know there is um there are better relationships after these abusive relationships and I think that's important because a lot of people yeah you're told that by therapists or you know people on the outside who have never ever been in an abusive relationship there are good people out there there is good sex. There is gentle, loving human beings um, who will treat you with love and care. Um, so yeah, I yeah. I definitely want to tell people there is that positivity at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll probably struggle with these thoughts and these feelings for a majority of your life. Um, but there are good people out there. And like Ben, like you're a narcissist. 
Um, I don't feel in any way that our relationship is one-sided or that you've done anything purposefully to me. Um, So even then, like you can have real genuine friendships with people that aren't empaths, you know, or you're right. I mean, they are, you are a human being too. You have feelings too. Sometimes it's just finding that person that you connect and bond with. Um, You can find that and just keep looking. Right. I think it's like really key, especially like for people to hear like early on, like when they're in an abusive relationship, like getting out and finding that connection with someone is, is important, you know, once they've done like the healing and the work. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think it'd be really good to hear from you sometime just as far as like the healing and the work that you've put in. I know therapy has been a huge part of that. And, you know, therapy has been a big part in, in my life, you know, trying to work through everything and the struggles that I have on a, on a day-to-day basis, you know, and the, the, you know, I guess the, the demons in my head, you know, as as one way to put it, of just, you know, the narcissistic thoughts, traits, actions, you know, that, you know, oftentimes war against who I know I want to be or who I know I should be. And oftentimes that's, that's challenging and it's very difficult, but I think probably the the biggest thing I think I'd want to like leave people with today is just like hearing from you that like, it's, a good thing to, you know, question and like get help and also like to try to reach out for, you know, therapy, like reach out to friends and family, because a lot of times they can be some of the biggest supporters, you know, I mean, there's, there's negative, there's toxic people out there, you know, for sure. But there also is like an aspect of, you know, when, when you live in isolation, you know, there's no support system to be able to help you grow or work through everything that's going on, you know? And that's, and that's what's dangerous, you know, is living in that isolation. Um, I will say um, my coworkers did get me into a shelter out of the county. Um, There are shelters. If you ask local law enforcement, um, you know, if it's, they work with other counties or cities. um, So it is possible. Just ask, ask for help. Um, you know, we hear about the suicide hotline so much. There are so many resources for domestic violence, um, for mental health. There's so much now and definitely look for it. Don't stay isolated. Definitely talk to someone, even if it's a lot that you have that you need to tell someone, just tell them one thing. Um, yeah. Don't. Yeah, yeah reach out definitely awesome well thanks so much for jumping on here with me um we'll have to see about doing it again sometime because i know i'd love to be able to uh us be able to talk through you know some of your stories some of the stuff that you've had to go through and process you know this kind of generic quick overview but i know there's be a lot of people that can connect with the story that you've had and a lot of people who might not realize you know that's very similar to the story that they've been struggling with at the same time too Yes, definitely. So, awesome. Well, thanks so much, and we'll talk later. All right.
Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule one-on-one so I can talk to you, try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.